Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, everybody. I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Penn Holderness. That means if there's two Holdernesses here, it's the Holderness Family Podcast. Wow. You and game show host on that. Uh, uh, Kimbo Slice, happy birthday, belated. Thank you. The funny story, Kim has done something that many of us start doing. I feel like it starts in between 40 and 50 when you forget how old you are. So I thought I was 47 all last year. <laughs> if you had asked me last year, how old are you? I would have said 47. 47. Nope. But guess what, guys? I was 46 last year. Right. I am just now 47. So... My birthday was on Monday and I woke up and, you know, I felt like I had a bonus year. I felt <laughs> I was pretty excited. I mean, it's birthday's a Monday, you know, and I'm also 47. So it's not like I right. expect a parade, but it's your birthday. And but by the way, that's like a glass half full thing. Well done. Because you could have gone the other way and said, oh, I've like, I've, I've felt like I was 47 all this time and now I'm going to stick with it. So I like the, I like well, the route you went with. I I felt like, okay, I have this whole new year at this bonus year and it's going to be great. Uh, but as you probably have read and can't escape, there was another school shooting on Monday and it, those things, man, uh, it happens every single day in our country in some place or another. And so that just cracked me wide open and I had no choice but to dig into the birthday cake that you got for me. <laughs> so, I mean, not to make it like light of anything that's happened. No, I'm sorry, but I am. I I laughed when it happened. I knew what was going on um, because I am very aware of how you laughed much. when I started eating the cake from the side. Yes, not, of course. Yeah. No, I, I there was a cake and it was just sitting in a box, and I thought maybe the, the box would stay sealed until dinner. And I looked at the top of it and I'm like, oh, it hasn't been eaten. Well, hang on. The side is like, it feels, it looks like it's eroded or sunk in a bit. Yeah. And she had tunneled into the right side of the cake because I guess you didn't want to mess up the top part. You didn't want to mess for, up the top. <laughs> for the, but there was a substantial tunnel on yeah. the side of the cake. So I, in situations like this, when I feel so filled with rage and feel so helpless, the first thing I do is I call my state level reps because they're making these decisions on the state level. I call our, our representatives in the U S house and our senators, which were in North Carolina and they're like the biggest takers from the NRA. So I do that. 
And then I also email them. So they hear from me in different ways. And I have their numbers saved on my phone because I just call them often. And I leave messages. Nobody ever calls me back. Nobody ever replies to the emails. It's really infuriating, actually. And then I was like, I don't know what else to do. And a more mentally stable person would have gone for a walk, you know, or would have gone to the gym, perhaps, or maybe called a friend. But instead, like the only thing that made me feel better in that moment was to take a fork, <laughs> cut the box open. And I didn't want to go in the top because the top was like, if, if you eat the top of it, then you've eaten it. Right. But if you eat the side of it when nobody can see it. No, I get it. And it was just I was full of shame. Uh, no regret. I have no regret. Yeah. But yeah, that's the only thing that made me feel better. Well, I'll say this as well. And I'm around you when these things happen. I try to be close to you when these things happen. You are, as we've documented here many times, one of the world's strongest empaths. So these things really cut to the core, not only for the reason that you have very strong beliefs on on ways that we can fix this, but also you you definitely feel you feel all the feels when this happens. And I will say it was, I remember your birthday very vividly. It wasn't too long ago. And you, yes, you ate some cake, but you also took, I thought some very appropriate action. You put a great video out on TikTok that I thought was an entertaining way to, to look at what's going on in our world. And you also were totally okay with the fact that, and we talk about this in the podcast too, you were ready for whatever feedback came with it, which yeah. was largely positive. And then there was there were some special interest gun groups who basically came after you. Yes. And you were psyched about so that. So thrilled, you guys. So they tagged us to say, to alert their followers. I, I'm going to call them like NRA fan sites, but I don't know. I mean, they're not fan sites, but they're you know, people who are very strong. They're verified accounts who love um, yeah. assault rifles and they tagged us saying go there and leave comments now let so none of these people that were leaving harassing comments like they don't follow us they don't care about us they don't know us but i have never felt so empowered i'm like you guys the bad guys hate us we're doing it right <laughs> yeah. um, that's what my mom's always said that she's she'll know that she's exited this life well if the westboro baptist church pickets her funeral right. yeah that's like a goal of hers so I want to say that you and I are, I mean, we both, I think, stand on the same side of this issue, but our, I think our knowledge base and kind of our journey with this are on two sort of different spots right now. Anytime you ask me, I'm like, no, I'm not a huge fan of guns. I would love it if there was some kind of regulation that they, I wish our government would do more. And after Monday, I did make a decision that I wanted to at least like look some stuff up. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted to be a little bit more informed or just, I was curious. Mm -hmm. And so what I did this week, Casey care was I did spend like a little bit of time just looking up what we do versus what other countries do. And I didn't want to look at every country. I wanted to look at countries that we were like bros Peer, with. Yeah, peer countries. Like our bro countries. So I looked yeah. up like Australia, England, and Canada. Mm -hmm. English speaking like places that yeah, seem you know, to have capitalist, a yeah. pseudo similar yeah. government. And it's funny, all three of them had some event in either the 80s or the 90s. And you remember the 80s, like that was Columbine for us. And that was when their law their laws started coming into place and they've evolved and they're all at different levels. Like UK has gotten to the point where they've done government buybacks that have mm -hmm. been like a big part oh, of they've it. They've done them in the U S yeah. Yeah. But then I guess like Canada, it was interesting because Canada has, I, I guess they, they classify their arms in three different 
categories. Mm-hmm. Like there's, I think there's like the allowed ones and there's like, there's the prohibited, there's restricted and there's like banned. Like mm-hmm. you just can't have them. I'm sure I'm getting that wrong in some case, but they all seem like just sort of common sense things that I think that a large percentage of the population would agree on. It just took me back to the whole looking at our government and our country and wondering if there's ever going to be some, I guess, just some common sense. We aren't going to, I mean, I know everybody, I, I'm done. Yeah, I don't have yeah. to say so anymore. We're not going to spend more yeah. time on this because we actually have, I think, uh, a fun podcast, a fun podcast for yeah. you. but I will say I woke up one day because buybacks have happened. And, and as a news reporter, I used to cover them a lot of people because by the way, cops, if you are, if you support, if you back the blue cops, don't want these things on the streets. Seems that way. They don't. Yeah. So I've covered as a reporter communities. I mean, it's happened for years, gun buybacks, people need money. And then here you go. So I'm like, you know what needs to happen? Mr. Beast, who is universally beloved and has done so much work. And he does a lot of, he gives away cars to be, I mean, he, he's so generous and he's this big YouTuber. I'm like, that's what needs to happen. Mr. Beast needs to host a gun buyback. I actually have a friend of a friend who's friends with somebody who shoots videos for him. And I was like, you should call him and tell him to do this. I, I, I'm thinking that's probably a bit of a stretch for content idea, but anywho, moving on. I loved the community and the conversations, the, the the ones that were happening. I got got so many messages after we posted that video. And so I did, I felt just felt like I wanted to be a little more connected. So I did, I went into Instagram and I did a little Q&A and I answered a lot of questions. But some of the questions I thought were really good and required a little more nuance. So I wanted to bring them to the podcast. We'll start light. Okay, Ben. Ben. I just called you Ben. You sure did. I think you were trying to say babe and you called me Ben. Yeah. It was like babe and pen together. Yeah. You're my babe. Okay, babe. We're going to start. These are lighter. Okay. These are lighter questions, but have some funny answers. One person wanted to know, how is our pickleball journey going? Or journey. It's a journey. Yeah. I uh, I think I had said on this podcast that I was going to be ready for a tournament by this May because mm-hmm. there's tournaments here locally. There are. There are tournaments at uh, just nearby uh, parks. The there's tournaments at clubs. There's tournaments all over the place. Yeah. And I'm not the type of person that's just going to enter something willy nilly. Um, I had, I was like, okay, I'm, I got a, I got a name of a coach. Yeah. Have not called the coach, right. but I have played I have played, but not with the frequency that you would think you would need to be in a tournament. Yeah, I think our pickleball journey right now is we're trying, and I think this is fine, we're getting our family involved in it. We're we're out there playing with them to try to drum up some excitement. Uh, We got Mm -hmm. some gear, and uh, there's even like there's new courts right by our house that we haven't really used very much. But it's funny, the last time we played, here's how our journey's going. Last time we played, we played with our son and his friend, and his friend had never like picked up a paddle before. PC's pretty good. And in order to get through that hour, we completely changed the rules of pickleball. We called it pickleball. Pickleball, so that you could enjoy it. And so they were allowed to hit the ball in the air because the other kid, he'd hit the ball in the air and it wouldn't go over. And Pentrals was able to pull it out of the air and then volley it over. So it was like beach volleyball meets pickleball. Yes. Which is great. I mean, I think the pickleball community would even embrace this because they just want, they just want to have an awesome time, but it's not really helping you and I in our development on the skill side. Yeah. So, but that being said on a weekend, if, if it's the four of us or maybe it's just Penn and I, we, ha- we have been playing. Yep. Are we entering tournaments? No. No. I th- did also think about an idea for a video because I feel as if 
the tennis community is very resistant to pickleball courts taking over tennis courts. They are. And so uh, until they it, play it. I know. So is there a tennis first? Is that too inside baseball? And I also don't want to bag on tennis. I'm not a tennis person, but. Well, I'm a huge tennis fan. So that's, I'm, I'm having a tough time with this video because I'm a huge tennis fan. Okay. I play twice a week, but I also love pickleball and a lot of my friends love both. Okay. It's, but it is, so on the municipal side, there are a ton of city council meetings everywhere and it's pickleball people saying we need more courts and then it's tennis people saying you're taking all of our courts. Yeah. But the, the, the bare raw data shows that if you build a pickleball court, more people will use your parks and facilities right now. That's the problem. Yeah. I, so here's where I am as somebody who is eyeing empty nesting. I do picture a time when we're done with work and you and I walk up the street, walk up the street and go play pickleball. Babe, we can do it after this podcast. I know I have a lot, but I have a lot of stuff to do. See, that's where it and, is. And then we have yeah. a kid to pick up at three o'clock and yeah. There you go. And then you have to take him to practice and then I have to pick up a yeah. little at five. We so. need to retire. We will be right back. Don't go anywhere. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or even exhilarating. But one thing's for certain. If you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you will gain insights and uncover truths that you can only find in therapy. Get those personal breakthroughs and judgment-free support by signing up for Talkspace. At Talkspace.com, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. There's no need to commute to appointments, miss time at work, or line up childcare in order to attend sessions. It's mental health care made easy. Talkspace is also affordable and in-network with most major insurers. To celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering every listener of this podcast $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness to get $80 off your first month with code SPACE80 and to show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash Holderness with code SPACE80. Next question. Any advice on applying for The Amazing Race and would you ever go on Survivor? Uh, I have some opinions on both of these. You and I have differing opinions Mm -hmm. on the second one. The first one, I think we're in alignment. So you ready for this? It's all about the video, right? Because you sent him a video. I'm going to give you one technical piece of advice and then another thing that may fly in the face of that. Mm -hmm. Just have the light behind the camera 
not behind your face because no one will be able to see your face if there is a giant sun behind you and it's just your silhouette. Mm -hmm. That is the only technical advice I'm going to give you because everything else, if you overproduce this or you think about it too much or you want to deliver particular lines, they will not take you. They want to see you in your rawest form even if you're messing up or you're giggling or you do something wrong, that is what they are looking for. People who are human beings, not who are robots who want to go in the race. Yeah. They're looking for characters of a TV show. And I, flawed I characters. Said, well, I mean, flaws are good or something where you be a little spicy. I have joked many times that they probably would not have included Penn and I as much in the show and the edit if we had not won because we were we didn't fight we didn't fight with the other teams i don't know that we were a slam dunk personality wise to get on that show i think, I think we yeah. kind of filled the box of like married like older air quotes couple you know middle-aged married couple there's always yeah. one i think they liked the self-awareness and self-deprecation like that was probably what they liked from us mm-hmm. uh, aside from the, i mean there's got to be so you can't just be perfect and and everything's amazing um, cause that's just, that doesn't work. Would you ever go in survivor was the other question she asked. Absolutely. No, I would, uh, eliminate day one. Yeah. It's all the things that I would be terrible at because there's a backstabby, yeah. you, have, you have to, there's a gameplay and you, you, it's the show's famous for it, right? There's alliances and secrets. I value truth and honesty above most things in this world. And I would never be able to keep some sort of if i knew about somebody plotting against somebody i would never be able to not tell them i would be the world's worst survivor player i don't know that that's true but also if you don't want to go you shouldn't go that and i mean (laughs) i was talking to my friend about this and she said you know the only reason i would do survivor is just to drop like 20 to lose the weight and get a tan yeah she's like drop 20 pounds and get a tan i i don't want to lose any weight so but i thought that was a really funny take yeah. Yeah. I would do it. I, I don't think I have time, but I would totally do it. I love the I, I've loved the concept of that show from the beginning. Um, I I don't think that I would do super well. Someone would go behind my back and I'd but I'd like at the tribal council, I'd be like, ha, was that you, Mitch? All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Big gulps, huh? See you later. <laughs> like I wouldn't be pissed. I, yeah, I, it's the game. Yeah. But I I to me I love you know, they have like a slide puzzle. Every oh, freaking season. I feel like I would do the, well in the challenges, maybe long really enough to stick well. around. But you would, you can't lose any weight. You're already pretty I lean. Could, I could drop. So I've been, I've been, I'll, first of all, I would just eat my face off if I knew I was in the show yeah. and I would put on some extra LBs. But no, I, I would absolutely try that. I think it's a, first of all, it's the most interesting concept, like grandfather of all shows that. 50 million shows have been patterned after. Yeah. I would really want to see for the same reason as the amazing race. And you're going to agree with me on this. I would want to see how the sausage is made, right? Like we loved meeting the producers and the photographers and the audio people. And they were all such great people. That was one of the best parts of the amazing race. Mm -hmm. So I would want to see that part of it. I think they do it before. I think it, they did it in 39 days and now I think they do it. in no way. There's no way I could do that. No, but now I think it's 28 or I think it's 10 fewer it's days. still pretty tight. And I, not, yeah, not I, I, I wouldn't would, want to be away from you for that long. I would struggle, but if it's something, if it's your dream, we know the person who does the cast. It's not my dream. It's not my dream to leave you alone for a month. I, that, we were just saying like in a perfect world. 
Yeah. But I mean, if, if that's, you know, I could, I could make it work. They also, like, the casting people would be like, oh man, that's great. Really? Um, hmm. Well, I mean, what, let's just throw this. What if like, instead we had Kim, <laughs> Stop like it. that's what they would say. And I'd be like, okay. And by the way, if you, if you change your mind and you want to do it, I would support the bleep out of you. I would that. also support the bleep out of you. Yeah. Well, um, I wouldn't be there for long. Uh, no, you, it's a Mitch would eliminate, Mitch would just go behind there, my though. back. You stay in like a resort and drink pina coladas. I think if you get, <sighs> I don't want to do that. I don't want to sit around and do nothing. I was going to say that, that is the part. I would I need think. a guaranteed fourth week non-elimination it's probably not gonna happen so yeah. this is why i can't do it exactly okay next question i thought this was funny several people asked a version of this question is how do you make time for exercise it was interesting how many people asked that question i think we post about exercising a lot we work for ourselves and we have the incredible privilege of creating our own schedule a i think when we were working for other people it, we just sucked. I, I sucked at working out at night, but we just sort of sucked it up and did it at night. Or yeah. when the kids came, we would alternate how they did it. But I want to release you from any sort of guilt over trying to work out every day if you go into an office and yeah. work somewhere. Having said that, I make time for exercise by doing some really high intensity stuff. Like mm -hmm. I went, you remember the day that I went into the gym and I got back in 18 minutes and I was yeah. completely swamped. Yeah. There's this thing called a dry try. If you have access to it, you run a mile, then you row 250 meters and then you bike three miles. Yeah. And it is like, if you do something like that, like really, really push yourself, you can pull that off during uh, an hour lunch break. You can like eat lunch for 20 minutes, go to the gym for 20 minutes and then take a shower. So here's the issue I have. I've always had with like working out at lunch. I had a, when my uh, internships when I was in college I did a summer internship I'm like I'm gonna work out on my lunch break is that you do have to shower and as a woman like your hair and so it's just like your hair looks weird so like th that's that's the hard part for me and I know they seem silly but it's the thing yes mm -hmm. you know both sides of our family have experienced there's health issues right and a lot of those health issues there's science behind if you move your body more yeah you can ward those off so when Penn says, hey, can you go grab the kids? I'm going to go to the gym. I always say, hell yes, because I want him to be alive longer. So at this point in our lives, we're not doing yeah. it to have great abs. We're terrified. We're terrified. Yeah, we're. I am. Of, I'm terrified. Yeah. So we all we, we're do. So the priority is and, and Penn is right. 20 minutes of high intensity or even just today. I just took a 20 minute walk. Wasn't feeling the high intensity. Yeah. It just it's um, it's a mental health thing. So. We cut, we cut some things out of our schedule in order to be yeah. different. Uh, we had a couple of parenting questions come in this week. You ready, babe? Mm -hmm. uh, what advice would you give to yourself as a young family? I'm guessing this is coming from a young family. Yeah. Uh, don't sign your kids up for sports. <laughs> come on. Okay, we're going <laughs> to... You and I are going to have a discussion okay. about this. Okay. It's long overdue. Okay. But I, but I... First of all, I hear you. I understand. Tell me more. <laughs> I think... The youth sports game is a friggin' racket. Yeah. We participate in it. I'm, we are, I'm actively we, administering one of yes, them. Is why I feel coach. really guilty about this, yeah. but go ahead. So here, no, 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 no. It is the being involved in sports has given my kids a chance to practice at something they aren't naturally good at. They've experienced tremendous, you know, elation out of a win that they were you know, they were the underdogs and they came back and won. They've also had their teeth kicked in and lost by 30 points. So they've, 
And those are the things that sports is supposed to teach you. And it is why I we met, we had a one of our early sort of brand partnerships. We were doing some work with Disney and there was this wonderful woman we sat next to at a dinner. And she said, I when I'm making a hire, I look to see if they played high school sports. Or I asked that in an interview because if you've been on a team of any kind, you know how to work with people. And that's what sports should be teaching. I despise that now everybody has to be an elite athlete to make it onto a high school team. And I hate that you have to specialize in your sport at age eight to be able to make a middle school team. You know, these, you know, uh, we have friends of Lola's who are really good soccer players. They just did the soccer teams that that weren't the elite travel every weekend that cost $10,000 a year teams. They did like the normal you play around town thing and they can't even make the high school team because they were just a normal, like a good soccer player. I'm like, why are we doing this to our kids? And I, I just, I, I get on my soapbox that like in my high school, I know I'm sounding old and curmudgeonly, but the guys who got college scholarships, because there were many, but they played soccer and basketball and football. Like they played all the sports and now it's like, you can't play. Our, our son who plays basketball, he doesn't have time to play another sport, you know? Because if he's not playing basketball all year long, he's not gonna make a middle school team. Anyway, off my soapbox, sign your, kid, sign your kids up for piano and art lessons. And maybe, ch although chess I heard is very competitive. And a little oh my gosh. Okay. You, I'm off you, my soapbox. Okay. You, okay. Besides that, I have more advice for a young family, but you can do your sports thing. Now. Well, no, I mean, I need to disagree with a lot yes, of this. No, go for it. First of all, if you had PC playing chess, it's the same thing. There's look, there, there is kinetic genius. There's all dif different types of genius. And when you, and there's physical dominance and all of those things are rewarded when, when you play for your high school team or your middle school team, that's usually like where it ends. For mm -hmm. some people, it ends way before that. There, there are a lot more options right now where children can compete. Mm -hmm. I think if you're going to put your kids in sports, you just have to set realistic expectations about getting better and not about making a team or getting to a certain point in your career. Because AAU basketball, there used to be six teams in this area, maybe five teams. Now there's 130 of them, right? Mm -hmm. Because parents like me, are seeing an opportunity for their kids to have some sort of activity that they can do that's not sitting in front of a video game. 100%. That will get them out there moving and that will teach skills. And so, look, I understand everything you're saying about the way that it's set up and it's difficult for people to make teams. It's still the same number of people on a high school basketball team, right? Unless, unless the school has gotten so big that there's more people per capita. But I was in a, a school with 1,600 people and we had 12 people on our varsity basketball team. And I tried out for it every single year, didn't make it until my senior year. And that was just because I grew a lot and I worked really hard, like in a driveway. I didn't have access to any of these other things. So I'm proof that no matter like how many lessons you take, if a guy grows a foot and can dunk pretty easily, like he might make the team. That was me. Mm -hmm. But I, I think that the pros outweigh the cons if you are responsible in choosing organizations. Yeah. That means teams. Mm -hmm. That means if you're in tennis, finding the right places that are good and holistic for your mental health and being aware and acknowledging that mental health issues will arise if you're in a hyper competitive sporting environment and you've got to have a dialogue with your kid about that. But having put all of those things together, 
Kim, the fact that you don't want your um, your <laughs> kids to sign up for sports, and I just spent two months building I know. from the ground up a travel basketball team that my son could be a part of, and that he's in like an integral part of. It hurts to hear that. I'm sorry. I, I know as a mom, and listen, I guarantee you, we'll get comments about this, and I want to hear them. I want to hear this discussion because there are two sides of this coin, and I'm a hundred percent in your camp of you've got to make very careful decisions when it comes to the organization that you're I, using that, you know, and because I, they can be for profit. You know what? That's what I think. That's my issue is that I wish there was a middle. Uh-huh. Um, I think the tournaments are very for profit. And I, I will say this, honey, I love what you, and you have a fabulous coach who actually does the coaching. The priority is not, winning it's being a better person and it's the first thing he taught them was how to shake hands yeah it was really and cool. and when he gives feedback and corrections it's met with yes sir and there's a respect and he will take pc out if pc's you know if he if he would dare to question a ref's call or something like that oh no you're out you're done like you so the respect factor that our team and because of you is teaching is why I think sports is valuable. I, the tournament system that I've seen from a bystander, they're rushing everything through that there, there's a moment in which our kid's safety is, I mean, he got whacked in the face pretty hard and they just keep the clock rolling. And cause if the, if you stop every time that happens and it creates an environment that it gets really rough because if you stop for every single foul with a seventh grade yeah. team, I mean, it, the game's going to take forever. Yeah. So that's that's where I that the motive the money motivation of it it gets a little squirrely. But I'm sorry, yeah. there are more. There's much more advice I would give to a young family than don't sign your kid up from sports. That's not very negative. Sports has been a very important part of my kid's life, and I'm sorry. That's okay. Do you have any other advice you'd like to espouse? Uh, we got asked a question about did you breastfeed or formula feed and for how long? And my answer was. A fed baby is a happy baby and it does not matter. I had a terrible time with breastfeeding and it was the source of all my anxiety and depression. And I would say generally overall, the thing I regret was, try, God, I tried so hard. But for a young family, I think if I had to do it again, and we had this whole podcast that we just did about this, I would have. I think I was sweating the small stuff so much about, you know, what preschool they were signing up for, what activities they were signed up for, what food they were eating. And now they drink that prime stuff that I think mm-hmm. is out of Mr. Beast product. I don't even know what's in that crap. I had a sip of it yesterday. And it felt like your my brain was about to explode. I, yeah, we have to revisit that. It it's, was like straight up sugar. No, but it was, it's, there's coconut water. And I think there's only, if there's, it's half the calories of a Gatorade. So I don't know if it's sugar or if it's a coconut water. I don't know what's in it, but our kids are, I'm like, oh my God, I was so stressed. Like sitting there exclusively pumping for eight months and you're drinking yeah. prime. I think yeah. it's like the, whatever the recipe was for Brondo oh in the thirst mutilator. Oh my gosh. You um, guys know the, the movie. Um, idiocracy. Idi- they eventually Brondo convinced uh, the department of agriculture to use it to water their plants because it's what plants crave because it's <laughs> you got electrolytes. To, you, that <laughs> movie, it's more, it reads more documentary. Very, very this. prescient. A yeah. lot of things have happened in that movie that we didn't want to. Um, the next question was, how do you make time for yourself with little ones? Any advice for a family with two kids under two? Huh. 
I think you should remove the idea that you're going to have time for yourself and right. just give yourself grace. Yeah. I was super into when our kids were that young, I was super into walking and just getting them moving because they just slept and were like overstimulated and fell asleep a lot. Yeah. And then I was a big fan of containment areas. Yeah. Oh, we have, we call it baby jail. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we're like, okay, they can't really hurt themselves. This is if they're terrible in baby advice. Jail. I know. I've got one piece of advice. Yeah. You guys ready for this? If they are delayed according to whatever the, the standard is for delayed, yeah. if you're walking a little bit late yeah. or if you're talking a little bit late, just give it a second. Relax for a second. I'm not saying that. It, I mean, sometimes those delays do lead to something else. Yes. But as a society, we have put whatever that normal period and it's way too short. The normal period's too uh, short. It needs to be a heck of a lot longer, right? Yeah. Uh, Lola walked at eight months PC, not to 13, 14 months. And then he just ran immediately right. after. And I mean, I wasn't worried about the walking thing. It was, but his speech came late, but now he doesn't stop talking. I mean, yeah. he was he was in speech therapy. And anyway, so I, I agree with that one too. I think, but also I think a big thing is during that time, I you hear, oh, make sure to get time for yourself. Like sleep when the baby no. sleeps. Just that that's not possible. Well, you can make so I've I've made time for myself like I'd crack open, a you know, a beer while sitting outside with my buddy in the cul-de-sac and just like either having my kid in a Bjorn or pushing him back and forth or what like there's I think you can make time for yourself with that other child just there. Yeah. And it just gives you like a little bit of decompression. I mean, ideally you get a babysitter and you go out on a date night. But I remember it was Hard. so much work at that time because when you're leaving your kids who are two under two, you have to make their meals and bottles. And I was pumping. So it was like pumping to leave enough and then getting home. It was so stressful trying to have time for ourselves. I'm glad we did it and it's fine. But the stress, I'm just, just you're going to have time for yourself at some point and just you can do it, but don't stress yourself out about it because it'll come. Okay. A little heavier of topics. Oh, here. good. We got some heavy ones too, but you know. We're having a heavy sandwich. We started heavy and then we went light and now we're back to heavy. I love a good sandwich. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh man, I could eat. What are you craving? I mean, a sandwich now. What kind of sandwich? I kind of like a roast beef sandwich. I don't know if we have that. Let's Do move on. you know what I used to get all the time when Subway was new? Maybe it was that in high school or college. The when Italian? Was new? At the BMT, Biggest, Meatiest, Tastiest. I never knew what that stood for. Biggest, Meatiest, Tastiest. Okay. And, but just to see now that it just comes out of us, you know, that's kind of like, I don't know. I loved a BMT. Right. But I'd get it on wheat bread to be healthy. Yeah, I would do. I, I do wheat and then I did the steak and cheese without the cheese. I never liked cheese. But it was just like that meat. It was like that manwich meat, whatever they had with um, banana peppers, oil and vinegar and salt and pepper. Y'all. Y'all. That's a good sandwich. Y'all. And the, and the oil and vinegar gives it some of the moisture that the cheese would normally give it. We but it's dairy free. You just said y'all. We don't say y'all with great frequency. We just, although you were raised here mm -hmm. in the, like, the traditional South. I was raised in Florida, but not, I mean, it's geographically South, but not where I, it was like just not very yeah. Southern. So we didn't say y'all. Our daughter typed us an, an email yesterday. With y'all. Twice. She said y'all twice. And she doesn't say it, but she types it. So I, that's funny. I like to use it as an expletive. It's a good, healthy expletive. Like y'all, y'all. <laughs> but you don't say it in conversation. No, only as only in that sense. Yeah, but isn't when I saw my daughter typing it, 
It's a great word. I people like I'm not get on, opposed to yeah, it. Yeah, people get on the south about y'all. It's oh, there's enough words from it, every other region. Yeah. Yeah, I think it should become universally accepted by all of the regions. It, We're welcome to share it with you. You know what it is good for to be very inclusive. It means yeah. you all instead of saying Couldn't we give that instead of the oh, I don't want to get but there is that issue for people who are trying to say they and you never know like especially if you have like multiple people in a family and you want to make sure that you're referring to that person and not two people would y'all no would y'all work no 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 okay no Uh, because i think it's plural but then been trying to break my habit of saying you guys because i think that can be very gendered and also as a woman i don't want to be called like I did uh, a guy well it, it doesn't feel inclusive to me to say i know we're getting very off topic here anyway so and y'all, y'all shorter y'all is short economy of words but i also my mother was an english teacher and she would be like y'all's not a word and so okay, i but an english teacher would also say that they is not singular like they, they, they nothing um we, we want this to be as easy as possible and as inclusive as possible right y'all's very inclusive we it, love all y'all all y'all yeah welcome y'all um anyway <laughs> back to our questions yeah Having anxiety, how do you deal with some of the behaviors of ADHD? Well, that's a Kim question. We are in the midst of writing a new book. If you've listened to this podcast, I think we've hinted around it, but I think we've signed the paperwork now, so we're doing it. And it will be sort of a survival guide for the diagnosed of ADHD and then the people who partner and parent with ADHD. And I would say the beautiful, wonderful things that an ADHD brain creates and is, is a minute to win it. And I think that far outweighs any negative, but I would never want to say there's no negatives to it. That would be crazy because there are a lot of negatives. And I think there have been some, there are things that sometimes happen that like for example today i was down at my desk i was working and i'm very sensitive to just noises i hear everything and i don't think that's an anxiety thing i think that's just like a mom brain thing but you came you had come downstairs to get a glass of water and you filled it up with ice our freezer totally sucks and you have to not only close it you have to like lift it and close it or the alarm goes off and so you went back upstairs and the alarm started going off and i was in the middle of a thought and I'm like, let me just figure it. But then that the beeping was making me so crazy. I had to go. So that is one of those things where other people in our family know to like lift it and push it. But you probably would never hear the beeping. It wouldn't bother you. Or you would hear it and it would not bother you. So those sort of things that I just feel. Yeah. So there are days where he really saves my butt on an anxious day. Like Monday and Tuesday of this week. He was my. And because of his ability to sort of process things the way an ADHD brain processes it he was able to get me through the day so for that I'm thankful and like the rest of it we just it's a work in progress okay just not to be a stickler but they're asking how you deal with some of these things I do Um, there are sometimes there are some days I don't and some days it's very hard I understand and I don't want to sit here and bash you about it you can bash me I don't care like I I know what I've got um nothing if you're stating facts that's not bashing but there's no so there's days where it's harder i mean we had a morning a couple weeks ago that was a little 
Oh, God, have we not talked about that on this podcast? I don't know if we talked about that. Well, here, I'll talk about it. This will, because, because I, I, this was the, all right, we're going to talk about a, an instance that was really testing the, the relationship between someone with ADHD and someone with anxiety. And it's a serious thing that happened that I, I have a lot of shame about, which is why I'll be the one who talks about it. And I'll try to get as specific as possible. And you can let me know if I left anything out. So I was on my way to drop my son off at school. His school is about 20 minutes away. I was 15 minutes. No, I was 18 minutes away from home. And Kim was about to start a workout uh, I had di- a doctor's the, appointment. Or, I'm sorry, you're at the doctor's appointment. That's right. So you called me and you said, "Hey, the fire alarm is going off on my phone. Do you see that?" And I was like, "No." We I, have Ring cameras yeah. everywhere. And we get we got a call from Ring to say, "Right." And I said, "No, I, I don't have that on right now." She's like, "What? What happened?" Well, you know. And as she started talking, I just all the blood in my head just starts rushing because I know exactly what it was. I know exactly what had happened. I had made bacon for my son and I'd left the stove on. So there was a grease pot that was smoking up the house Mm -hmm. and I was 18 minutes away. And so Kim said, can you turn around? And I said, I can't really turn, turning around would be dropping my kid off. I'm going to make some phone calls. So I called, I have three, four neighbors on, like I pulled the car over, um, called three or four neighbors. One of them answered the phone. He was in a meeting and wasn't at the house, but he was going to text his wife to go in and work it out. And I said, okay, please call me back as soon as you get this. He's like, I'm in a meeting. I'll see what I can do. So I dropped PC off all this time. I know that my wife is very scared. Neither of us are near the house. There's nothing we can do to get to the house. And I know exactly what I had done. So I called her. I told her what I'd done. I said, we're going to see what happens. It was, she said it was pretty smoky. Kim, you were able to cancel the fire mm-hmm. department. She got the, the pan and put it outside. She said, wasn't, you know, it was kind of dark, but it was, it was smoking and it wasn't awful. So she walked it outside, which is a good sign. But as she did that, our dog got out, started running around the street in the middle of rush hour. I had not spoken to our neighbor yet. She was sweet enough to go try to find the dog while trying to find the dog. She slipped and uh, cut her hand open on a hose. And so by the time I got back from school, all the doors were open in our house. Our neighbor was sitting on the corner with our dog, with a little kid who had helped her find her and her hand was bleeding really, really badly. And she thought she was gonna have to go to the hospital. And I'm, I pull up and I'm like, okay, I almost killed our dog. I almost sent our neighbor to the ER. I almost burned down our house and everything that we have because I can't be bothered to remember to turn off a stove. And I was so embarrassed. And I knew that the next thing I thought about was like, what is this gonna do um, to my wife's brain and her anxiety? And it, it, you handled it with a ton of grace. And they're, you're, they're asking how you handled it. You said things to me like, maybe we don't make bacon anymore in the morning. And that's fair, 100% fair. No, I didn't say maybe. I said you are not to turn on the stove in the morning. When things, when you're running around and right, because that's what was happening. I was I was running around doing a bunch of stuff. Again, I like when you're a 48 year old man. Like in this happens, you think about like people with Alzheimer's who do this, or babies who are two. You don't think about adults who do this. So I was so ashamed. You handled it very well. The thing that I am going to say that you may want to talk about is that when you have anxiety and you get over it, it doesn't just go away. Like that mm-hmm. came back and hits you, what, a day later, right? Uh, in situations, I mean, example on what happened on Monday and I feel like, and then what happened that that day in particular, my nervous system, just my way of coping, and I've tried to journal and go on mental health walks, and but this is just what happens. I, it feels as if somebody is hitting the breaker switch 
and it just yeah. shuts down. I know. And even if even if the outcome is good, the outcome is our dog was safe. You helped our sweet neighbor with her hand, and we sent her flowers, and every and the house is fine, and everybody's fine. So the outcome was everybody's fine. I it took me a while to to kind of get my ish together uh, around that because yeah I, I was sitting in a doctor's office and I was like getting called back and I'm like should I go home but I'm 20 minutes away and I, I was so I got I I was very careful when I came home because I didn't want to say anything because I knew you were feeling bad but also I didn't feel as if I could say it's okay you know there are some silliness with ADHD things that you know, when we find the milk in the, in, with the glasses and stuff, like we can make a joke about it. It's kind of silly. This didn't seem silly. I knew you were taking it seriously, but my feedback was no turning on the stove in the morning. And yeah. what you've done now is you set yourself, if you, well, there's times that I really do have to, I have to cook something. And so, I, yeah. So you've now started setting alarms for yourself. Yeah. So uh, it's, you, I, I tell Siri to set my alarm for 10 minutes because mm -hmm. that's a, I mean, there's no way that that's going to happen if I set it for 10 minutes when I start cooking. Mm -hmm. And today it, I was still cooking at 10 minutes. So I set it for five minutes, mm -hmm. but it's like, yeah, I've got it. I mean, this is how I deal with it. I've got to set up guardrails. I've got to have life hacks. The, the truth of it is like, I'm glad we just brought that up because that, yes, I felt ashamed. I felt horrible about myself, but I think it may have affected you even more uh, deeply than it affected me. And we, uh, people with ADHD have to remember that, especially if you live with someone who's got anxiety, like that can really wreck the person that you're with. If, if something like this happens, so I'm aware of it. It was brought up to me, you know, we talked about, and I don't even know some, some podcast about how, you know, vacation Kim is so fun, but vacation Kim is so fun because I, I release any sort of planning and expectations, which is what I do in my normal life. And somebody had message saying, do you think, I mean, along the same lines is that your anxiety is exacerbated about having to be on guard all the time. And sometimes I have to take responsibility for my own self. I mean, that's, I, I can't say I am more anxious because I'm always on guard. I just need, I need to be able to trust that the stove is turned off, but I have to tell you, I this stove in the morning, like every day, because I, I come in, we take two kids in two different directions because it's middle school and high school. I come in and it's the first thing I check, you know, and I, I don't know. I don't know that I always deal with it the best. And I do think there are times, especially because we have some ADHD kids that I'm, I feel like I am on guard a lot mm -hmm. with that. And I don't know, I, I, there are days I handle it really well and there's days I don't. And so I don't know if that's a good answer. The working title of the book that we're writing is uh, the same as the shirt that we sell. It's ADHD is awesome. I, it, for those of you who think that's an inaccurate way to describe it, I challenge you to look up the definition of awesome. It's the reason why we're using that title. Uh, it could mean full of wonderment and greatness. Mm -hmm. And it can also mean terrifying. Mm -hmm. so terrifying that you are afraid to even look at it. Like that's, that's the, the original definition of, of awesome. And it is, it can be terrifying, man. It can be terrifying when your brain functions in a way and you get, you redline too much that you forget something that to you 
seems simple, probably not challenging or interesting. So it just doesn't make itself to your prefrontal cortex Mm -hmm. that can really hurt people. Like that, that kind of forgetfulness can really hurt people. And so you've just got to, you've got to work on it. You've got to be around people who are forgiving and um, you've got to set guardrails for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's my belief. But I, I again, I want to like, I want to high five you from across the table because that particular incident, which was the biggest flare up of my ADHD in the last year, probably yeah. you handled it with a lot of grace and also with some firmness, which mm-hmm. I think was merited mm-hmm. and it took a big toll on you. So I'm sorry that it did, but you, I, from where I'm standing, you should be seen as an example on, on the right way to do it. So thanks. Not that you always do it perfectly all the time, but that yeah. was a good example. It's hard, but I don't want to go. I don't want, we have some other heavy questions, but I think, Oh, I feel, good. I feel the need to pivot though. <laughs> yeah. Something um, else. Let's talk about something else. No, no, no. Let's talk about something else. I will say, because on, on the, I, I don't know, the, a very positive part of Penn is he is always up for an adventure. And so I want to talk about my birthday present. Cause. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I vacation Kim. We want to tap more into her and we do that by letting you plan everything. And honestly, I think that's why I'm so excited about being an empty nester because I feel like I've done a <laughs> lot busy. of planning as a, you know, the parenting part of it. I've done a lot of plan. You have too, by the way, you have too. But I feel as if I'm going to just become this magical person. I'm kidding you guys that relinquishes all control <laughs> to you, but you've planned, we're going to be, we're going to go kite surfing. We're going to a camp. Is it kite boarding or kite surfing? What is it called? I think it's kite boarding if you're using a wakeboard. Oh, I thought we were kite surfing. Well, we're not using a surfboard. We're using a wakeboard. Really? Yeah. Oh. It's okay. I don't even know what we're doing. Anyway, it has been my challenge to myself this year to get out of my comfort zone, to try really hard physical things because I feel the human body is very, you use it or lose it. And if we don't use it we're gonna lose it mm-hmm. and so i want to challenge myself physically and we're gonna go kite both are if i just looked it up both the both work okay I we're think, gonna go kite board uh, let's let's surf. let's go with kite boarding i think that's the same boarding. thing yeah uh there's a camp and we're gonna go to a grown-up camp and we're gonna learn and over the summer and we're gonna be my goal is just to simply be able to not die right yeah, can I describe kiteboarding to those who are curious yes. about it? Okay, so because I apparently need a lesson too. <laughs> you're fine. So the, the simplest way to start is you're a kid and you're skiing behind a boat, right? And you got two skis, and then you get a little better and you're a slalom skier. You use one ski, and then somewhere in the 1990s, somebody invented a wakeboard, which is basically a fat single ski where you stand sort of sideways you can jump on these things and you can cut. So it's either like a really short surfboard or a really fat stubby ski. Mm. And you, you jump over the wake and you can do flips and all kinds of things like that. So the next progression of that was, what if we took away the boat? Mm. So instead of a boat pulling you, you have a harness and you're holding on to a tiny parachute, right? Like one of those parachutes that you see the special ops guys landing in, right? Um, And it's, it's a parachute or a sail and you go out where there's wind and the sail pulls you out of the water and propels you. So you can only do this in really windy areas. Yeah. And we have a lot of windy beaches. 
in North Carolina. It's very windy. Uh, there's, I doubt oh there's. Oh my gosh, I'm getting nervous. You're describing it. I knew what it, I know what it looks like. We've seen people do it, but yes, yeah. it's actually very popular uh, on that near that uh, Howard Franklin Bridge uh, that in you go Florida. over. Yeah, that you yeah. go over in Tampa, and when there's hurricanes. Uh, we're never going to do this on a hurricane, but you see like people coming out and really getting into it. Yeah. And if you get enough speed, like, and you get good enough, you can pull on this, on the parachute and it'll, it'll just propel you six or seven feet in the air. <laughs> and so Kim's concern is blow away. Yeah. So you've got to learn not to blow away. I also you learn to turn around. So somebody asked, you know, what was your favorite birthday present? And I told them about this experience that we're going to go on. And oh, no. uh, then immediately I was like, Oh, I hope I don't get, eaten by a shark so uh, what do you what do you watch in there pen sorry this is the kiteboarding website <laughs> okay oh, i was looking up whether i was using the term correctly Kim, okay Kim, so uh, I, this is very important though what were you saying i thought i was like oh my gosh well i i hope i, I hope i didn't get eaten by a shark so in my brain i immediately went to maybe i'm gonna get eaten by a shark oh, and dear. you guys can play this clip of my funeral if i get eaten by a shark oh but so i have these weird intrusive thoughts do you guys think we should do do y'all think we should do a podcast on intrusive thoughts and what they are and how to stop them. Because I, I was immediately like, hmm, I'll probably get eaten by a shark. I, you, uh, I think like that stuff all the time. Okay. Oh, give me some more examples. I'm very curious about this. We're going to go on a flight this weekend. We're going to yep. go see some friends in Houston. Yeah. I'm like, well, we'll probably get in a plane crash. So who's going to take care of our kids? Why am I laughing? But who's going to take care of our kids? I, I, but honestly, the intrusive thoughts I had, but before the pandemic, I didn't drop the kids off at school because I had such bad intrusive thoughts. I was so yeah. fearful of dropping our kids off at school because I'm like, oh, there's probably going to be somebody's going to, there'll be a shooter and this is the last time I'll ever see them. I think very, very negative I have these, they're intrusive thoughts. And I have to say, intrusive thoughts are not real. Intrusive thoughts are not real. Intrusive thoughts are not real. So there's the song. There's our song. Intrusive thoughts are not real. But it's just over and over again. It's, it's intrusive thoughts are not real. What, what does it say? Like, what do intrusive thoughts say about you? That's what I want to know. Like, you I, know how dream analysis, they can say, here's what a dream is saying about you? Because I have different types of yeah, intrusive thoughts. Yeah, do you thoughts. have those? Yeah, but they're like really impulsive. They're weird. Me too. Well, also. Like, if I'm, if I'm standing over when we were in the Alps and you stand over this like cliff, yeah, like, I immediately I imagine off. what it would look like and feel like for me to jump over it. And I come to this realization, like all I have to do is have a one tenth of a second lapse in judgment. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not suicidal. I'm not unhappy, but my brain could just be like, ah, meh, meh, eat, and then just throw myself over eat yourself over that part. Yeah. Or anytime I'm holding a knife. Like a big knife. I'm like, I could stab myself right now just for like a second and see what I happens. I don't. My thoughts are not that. It's never about. No, I think mine are scarier. Yeah, in a way. They're impulsive thoughts. You're, but you are in control of this. So I think we could deep dive into this because yeah. in yours, you were doing the action. You were cutting off a finger. You're yeeting yourself yep. into the Grand Canyon. Why? And, Why do I have these thoughts? No, though? when I was doing, I was a reporter doing live TV all the time. I'd be holding the microphone and be like, I could say the F word right now. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but that's the, that's as far as I got into like self-harm intrusive thoughts. But part of my anxiety was, you know, I had really crippling postpartum anxiety I'm not, i don't know why i'm laughing but i would have to go down the stairs on my butt because i was like oh i'm gonna slip if i'm holding the baby so mine are a lack of control so okay. when, when we were in the alps and we were in that big what's it called the gondola that yeah. took us way up i was like oh well obviously the cord's gonna snap 
and we're all going to go tumbling to our death. Like, at what point do we lose consciousness? Like, I go down. Yeah. Very fu- so, but, but you do have impulsive ones, but they're like more they're they're more fun. They're like more- I'm Kim Dean live from the f- police department. <laughs> <laughs> I would have lo- I would have loved to have heard that on the news. I was like, oh my god, I could lose my job right now, and I could say the f word. But that's, but so mine are less like things I would do to myself, but more yeah. Like so, and some of them got in my way of daily life. I.e., could not take my kids to school. So, but then. Some of them are just, I'm walking down the street and on a busy road and like, oh, that car's probably going to jump the curb and hit me. Like that, I, it's so weird. And I have to go, intrusive thoughts are not. Well, here's the good news. We just talked about it enough that someone who's an intrusiveologist <laughs> is going to. talk to you about this? Because you know this podcast is only this. so that I can learn how to be a, a better functioning human on this earth. Uh-huh. Of course. Yeah, but but everyone, I'm sure everyone has some version of this, right? Yeah, but I don't know. Do they? Is it just me? I no. I just told you I'm having them. You're yeah, and the, the the differences between. I'm curious the difference. That's what I want to know. Because your first thought when getting onto an airplane isn't, well, this is probably going to crash. Who's going to take care of our kids? No, it's like, what if I just decided to try to break into the cockpit? No, it's like it's yeah, me committing a crime, a crime, or- usually against myself. I'll be honest. I don't ever have intrusive thoughts about harming other people. Right. But I'm, listen, I'm really happy. No, I know. I don't have any, I don't think that I'm suicidal. I just am, a, I became aware that I could non-suicidally just impulsively stab myself. You could unalive yourself. But I don't. So, yes, because there, because there's a thing in your brain that stops you, and and for some people, the, there's a thing in their brain and it doesn't stop. Them. Yeah, but I don't. I think like people with my kind of brain, there's like less. There's like not as big of a layer. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah, the, well, ADHD. It's you know famous. One yeah. of the famous traits is the impulsivity. So who is a intrusivologist that we could talk to? This and if and when you call and you're like, actually, it's called no. You're an intrusivologist. <laughs> you did not go to medical school. We, yes, you did, you but I, I just like the name. We're going to call you an intrusivologist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if uh, you or somebody you know wants to talk about this, but also in a way that I don't want to trigger anybody. So I don't know how we do this. Maybe we don't do it. I don't know. <laughs> let's, let's ask the intrusivologist, like what would be triggering or what wouldn't be. <laughs> intrusivologist. Yeah. You guys, I love hanging out with you. And so many of you uh, sent us screenshots of the Andy Weir podcast we just did in which Penn and Andy Weir went and they're like getting an apartment together. Thank you for that. And if I missed it, it's because we were being blown up by the NRA folks. <laughs> so right. sorry. I'm trying that to get that has our... since subsided. Yeah, I'm trying to get through my uh, messages and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, got, I got it. Got, I got <laughs> so, it. You know what? You, we disagree. I got <laughs> right. it. <laughs> anyway, yeah. It's not a human problem. Anyway, all right, all right guys, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> I love you guys. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.